0: Good morning everybody, welcome to this Tuesday version of the show, hopefully you are doing okay, I think I forgot my uh, my slides, so let me pull them up, that's what happens whenever I'm working on little sleep, but not a problem, we can adapt and overcome, let me get this set up correctly, there we go, now we're closer. Alright guys, welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host, Dwayne. I am not a therapist, nor am I an attorney. I'm an individual much like you who has gone through a tough experience and had to develop some tips and techniques over the years that to help me get through it that I share with you to help you get your life back. Minimize the damage of toxic people and rebuild and strengthen the relationship well, in a lot of ways, with yourself and your children. Remember that only a licensed professional can diagnose somebody with a personality disorder, so be careful throwing those terms around. I know I say it every day, but uh, it's a good reminder just to make sure that you uh, don't get yourself into any trouble. If you like what's going on here, you can become a channel member, and I really do appreciate it when people do that. The numbers are eking up and when you do that, you get special badges, custom emojis like the boop emoji, your name listed in, in the credits, access to member only events, which I think I'm going to do one this Saturday, and access to the member only DSD Discord. If you want to get a text notification of when the show goes live, just text DSD Live to 844 598 0012. That's 844 598 0012. Works within the United States and Canada. Unfortunately, I can't find a solution that works in the UK or outside of the United States and our North America. If you want to call in and participate in today's show, you can do that by dialing 1 424 373 5483. 1 DSD Live. And on that, wow, even with the Even with the little problem, I was able to (laughs) keep my timing better than I normally do. Imagine that. Well, today's topic that I wanted to hit is, why is it so difficult to stop thinking about a toxic ex? This is one of those things that just floored me and floors me floored me when I was going through it, and continues to floor me when I see so many people stuck in the same mode. They're just wrapped up around what's going on, which, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, these thing, situations are so, are, are so devastating, and oftentimes we are just left shell-shocked, confused, don't understand why they are doing what they're doing. And you get stuck in this infinite do loop. And since I've been trying to do more programming lately, I actually did that the other day. I got my computer stuck in an infinite do loop and I forgot how to cancel out of it. I was like, Oh crap. But what happens is, is you just get, it's like this, you just keep going in a circle and there's like no off ramp. You're just going around and around and around And you keep looking for the off-ramp, for the exit, and it's just not there. Now, one of the things that I think is very common, and we discussed this a little bit yesterday. Hold on, i got to get my cables in the right clicked-in area. And that's, we tend to think that they are thinking about us, that they are sitting back Strategizing how to make our lives a complete and colossal living hell. The reality is, you guys are often hear me talk about gift with purchase. That's kind of their gift with purchase. You know, they're not actively trying to undermine our, our not undermine us, but to uh, get us to be thinking about them are doing something to really malicious... Well, it's all malicious, but what I'm trying to say is it's not like they're sitting there going, what can I do that's the worst possible thing? The reality is, at a basic core level, they're able to do that without even thinking about it, right? It's their core nature. It's their own fight-or-flight response. And they're just doing, doing what they're doing, creating all this chaos and damage. And you can you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're trying to come to grips with the fact that everything that you thought was before all this point was real. And it's really just an illusion. The problem is, is that there's multiple layers to this and each one is incredibly painful. You start out with, a, with you know, I don't know how you want to do that. We'll start at the top. You start out with the destruction or the, the failure of the relationship, and you think that that's bad. And then it starts with the smear campaigns and all the, all the activities to try to basically just ruin your credibility, ruin your reputation. Then it's the triangulation with your kids and family and anybody else that will listen to them. And all along the way, you're just stuck going, what in the hell is going on? And every time you think that you have some understanding of what's happening, something new happens. So it's not even like you get a really get an opportunity, especially at the beginning of this, to really sit down, heal with what's going on, grieve the loss of everything. It's like every time you turn around, you're getting nailed with some new, new and exciting event that you just didn't even see coming. Bottom line, you feel cheated and betrayed that it wasn't real, that it was fake. And and when I say cheated and betrayed, I'm not talking about the obvious cheating and betrayal. I'm just talking about the emotional betrayal that you have when you open yourself up to somebody so willingly and they They just take everything they possibly can. They just, you know, gobble it up. And at the same time, they're just using that information, not not in a genuine, caring, loving way, but as little data points that they are going to be able to use or that they intend to use later to basically attack you. You know, you're dealing with a situation where once all this stuff starts happening on top of just being in a in a mode, I guess, where it's like, okay, this is this is bad. It's like, all right, let me take every deep, dark secret that you've ever shared with me in your lifetime, whether we experience it together or whether you just shared it with me to help me understand who you are. I'm now going to use that to just basically take the knife and just stick it at the most vulnerable part because they know your most vulnerable parts and they know what's important to you. Oftentimes it's children and reputation and everything you built. And it's just, it's a crushing experience to go through. And the entire time you're left basically chasing that original connection or in some ways, a lot of people call it a high, that origi- original high that you had when you were first in the relationship and you're still trying to reconcile. people are still trying to reconcile that love bombing, that mirroring that you went through. You know, I think most of us are looking for the right person, looking for the person that really connects. And you go your lifetime and you interact with people and and they're just normal, right? They 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 express themselves and they have their own wants and needs and and they communicate those and sometimes you you know, you go left and they go right. And other times you meet somebody who, who systematically comes to the table and represents themselves as the exact person that you would be looking for. How, I mean, how do you not fall head over heels for somebody who is playing you? And the reality is, is you, do not, you don't think or you do not expect that anyone would do that. You assume that somebody, when they come in and, they, and they're telling you what you think is their deep, dark secrets and they're being vulnerable to you, you think that it's honest, that it's genuine. And the sad reality is it's a, a strategic move on their part to tell you what you want to hear to to basically lull you in even more and the sad part is is that you know when you realize that it was fake you can get really frustrated with yourself because you know how did you get rushed into and this is typically what happens is is you get rushed into a long-term relationship with one of these people they're able to basically Put that time limit on, right? You know, like whenever you see something, it's like, for a limited time only, for the next 25 minutes, if you sign up, you get an extra bonus. Or, for only 25 more minutes, this is the only time that this will be offered. And that's what happens. It's like you basically get this thing, it's like, well, hey, here I am. I am your soulmate. I know I'm the perfect person for you, but... I'm only available if you if you marry me and let me move in. Put me on all your accounts. We intertwine everything right now. Because we were talking about this yesterday. Doesn't that just sound freaking? How in the hell do we get wrapped into? I know I got wrapped into that. I remember that. I remember thinking, oh my God, pumpkin, pumpkin could get away my soulmate might not you know if we don't lock this down it might not work what the f- what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> it's crazy but I did and most of us do and then when everything starts going to crap, you start looking for that 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 person that was never really there. And we don't recognize that slowly, things start to change. It's like using the analogy of the uh, the frog in the pan. If you drop it in a hot pan, it's going to be like, holy hell, this is, nope, I'm hopping out of this. Burn my little feet." But when you do it slow, over time, you don't recognize it. And, and bottom line, and this is, I mean, this is really the key for any interpersonal relationship, any professional relationship, If someone's actions do not follow their words, you have to look at what they're actually doing. Somebody can tell you everything you want to hear, but if they're not doing it in a way that their actions follow it, that is exactly what you have to look for. And that is the monologue for this morning. I did see some comments and questions, so let me try to try to find those. Let's see, I saw one from Volser. Let me see if I can find it as I scroll up. Volser says, "How do you stop blaming yourself for the failure?" Well, I would say this. You have to look at it differently. It's not your failure. I mean, well, if, if you want to say, how do you stop blaming yourself for your failure of not being able to, dis- to discern that somebody was lying to you? Well, the problem is, that's the first part of it. The problem is, is that they're not openly lying to you at the beginning stages. They're telling you what you want to hear. So if they're coming up to you saying, oh my, okay, let, let's say hypothetically, take me. If somebody was to come in, to my life and say, Oh my God, I am so into cameras and videography. Now you would think that they would be, uh, have some equipment and be doing that, but let's say they're not. And let's say that, and then, and the excuse is, Oh, I just never had the money. I always wanted to learn how to do that. And, uh, it's when one of my passions that I've never been able to experience, right? that's one thing. And then you start talking about the future. Oh, I always wanted to live in a certain area or I always wanted to be in this type of house. Oh, you're into camping? Oh, I I used to do that when I was younger and I want to do that now, right? I mean, it's like they they adapt to basically tell you what you, you know, tell you what you what you're wanting to hear. Then the flip side to it is, is that once you're in a relationship, it doesn't matter what you do. They're on a path of destruction. And really, w- the, the reality is, is it's on us to whenever we finally get to the point to say, I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. And talk about failure. I mean, to get back with what you were asking, Volser. Two decades. I was in my situation for two decades, like basically 21 year. The 21 year mark is when everything went to hell. So I put up with that for that long. And ultimately, you just have to realize that you did everything to try to make it work. And it's not necessarily your fault. You tried everything to make it work. So, and then your second part about that and that your kids are going to have a harder life. It's just one of those things where it it is what it is. You know, I mean, things happen to people all the time. People get sick, they get hurt in accidents and you can get caught up in, you know, why me or, or whatever, but it's just, you got to just pick up the pieces and salvage what's going forward and do the best to try to undo it. I personally believe in a lot of ways our kids potentially can benefit from this because if they're raised in a situation where they understand toxic people, they understand healthy boundaries, they understand what to really expect from a relationship, that the likelihood that they're going to repeat these relationship mistakes that we made is a lot less. Now, obviously, if, if we're not able to connect with our child in a, in a, in a positive way. There's the possibility that, that it, they'll repeat everything. But the thing is, is that we, our eyes are now open. We see it. We have the ability to try to help guide our kids through this so that they don't do it. My ultimate goal out of all of this and my success, ultimate success on this it would be one, I mean, just breaking free and having a good life, right? I mean, that that whole, you know, when people say the best revenge is a life well lived. And there's a lot of truth to that. I personally don't necessarily like that comment because it mean, to me, it, it makes it feel like you're too focused on the X. It's like, I'm going to live a good life in spite of the X, which I mean, there's truth to that, but I don't want any of you guys thinking about that. You know, five to 10 years later from down the road, when your life is back on track and and this is a distant memory hopefully. You know, I don't want you to be focusing an extra moment on your ex. I would rather you just be living a good life and going, "Wow, I can't believe, you know, that I was all in a bad space back then." And I'm 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 like I'm like down down not to the wire, but I'm getting close to where that's about where I'm going to be. The hold that the ex will have on on me will be done for the most part, except for alimony, which is forever. And it's like I'll be kind of free. Well, not kind of, I will basically be. You know, as long as I stay healthy and I'm able to work and able to pay my bills and start paying things down, I can start to recover from all of this. And the nice part about it is, is I can say now that uh, I am happy. I'm not, I'm not, let me back up. What I used to, the mode I used to be in is, oh my God, I'm stuck here. I'm going to be just spinning my wheels or sitting in idle for the next 12 years waiting for this pit viper to release the their claws—not claws, but you know, uh, bite—I guess on me, so that I can start saving again. And I can start doing planning for retirement, like fifty-five, right? I mean, that—that's what I used to think, and it—that was corrupting every aspect of my my day. I wasn't making any progress emotionally or mentally. I was just sitting there, just burning time. It felt like I was sitting in a prison cell, staring at at the same gray walls, trying to look at, out the bars. And it took me a long time to realize I'm not in, I mean, I'm not in a, in a little box. I'm in a little box that I created for myself. I can, I can uh, sit and keep thinking about this or I can start living my damn life and doing some things. And that's what I started to do. And that's what you guys will start to do as well. I like this. MFA says, DSD, the best revenge is letting go of revenge. It is. It's like, because as soon as you get to the point where they don't matter anymore, they don't have any power over you. You know, it's like whatever you, you focus on, or when you're focusing on them, you're like empowering them. And as soon as you turn away, they like wither away. Now, uh, there's a period of time where you're going to wish and hope that, that you could sit there and watch them out of the corner of your eye just flailing around in pain and agony. But there'll come a time to where you don't even care. It's like, whatever. If you're getting away with something and life is okay, I don't care. If your life is chaos, I don't care. It's hard, though. It's hard to to see that. Let's see here. All right I'm gonna I got a caller, so I'm gonna go to that. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne, what's up? It's Matt from New York. How are you? I'm good, Matt from New York. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. Uh,
1: we had the uh, we had that conference last night with the uh, with the judge and my wife and I were actually there
0: uh were you guys virtually there or physically
1: oh yeah virtually yeah
0: so what happened
1: oh so um so what happened was so on the run up to the uh the meeting, uh, my wife's lawyer forwarded us over a a last minute proposal um this proposal was basically what I had outlined already it was a two two five five plan okay. except my weekend, my weekend would end on Sunday evening and instead of Monday morning, I molded it over with my parents and friends and this and that for a while. And, uh, you know, it's possible at the end of the day, I said, no, oh, no, to hell with this. I, 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 in fact, I think she's drowning and she, you know, I don't want to throw her a life preserve. I don't want to be yeah. you know, petty either, but I've never been, pet. I've been reasonable, just equal. So at the end of the day, you know, so I went to my lawyers and he was, he's tough and, uh, he didn't even entertain that with me at all or try to, so, I mean, I, we didn't have to discuss it. He we, we just said, "Yeah, this is. I don't know. This, I don't know why they're doing this. They want to fight over one night. This is ridiculous." So I was like, "Oh, cool." Um, he got on the phone with her, her attorney. You know, on the speakerphone, I could hear them. And yeah, my lawyer definitely was the alpha in the room, which I was really. I never actually heard, saw him in action. I was very impressed. At times, I've been kind of waffling on him, but I liked it. He was nice. He was tough, which was really good. And her attorney was not as tough I mean I think because I think just he it's less reason he doesn't have he has anything, he's, he's out of gas they got nothing like why do you care about this Sunday why is this such a big deal and he's got nothing and uh, you know the worst part is that uh, was I'm sure all parents go through this especially when dealing with these people is that her lawyer said that the father has never been involved up until now my my client has been the primary caregiver and 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 you know Father has not been involved. That hurt Cause, Oh, she said they—they
0: they were. She was saying so, she was a primary caregiver.
1: Oh yeah, like I said, like we both have always worked and stuff. But basically, right, right. I we, yeah, we, I know. We, we That's
0: when you, together, said, when you first said when you first said that. I thought and you were talking about you. It took me a second to realize that they were saying that. Well, who cares? They can say whatever the hell they want. So what ultimately did yeah, they agree? I, just,
1: I can't believe she was okay. No, they did not they did not agree to it. So then we, we got on the conference with the judge. Uh like I said, the judge she sound the judge literally sounded like a father's rights attorney. <laughs> she <laughs> nice. was like the, the child has, has two parents. The, the child has two parents, yes. Uh, yeah. And uh and uh father wants to be involved and, and she's like she's like I look, listen, I don't care if he was involved, wasn't involved, he wants to be involved now. So that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and at the end of the day, so, so what we got, they wouldn't agree to it, but what we got, we got a temporary, um, 50, custody order along the outline. The nice. Calendar I outlined.
0: That is awesome. And, and I just, yep. h- hold on one second. I just want to say, so for, I mean, obviously longtime listeners of the show are familiar with your story. So just a quick recap, I'll say, so the, the caller basically has been going through a, a high conflict divorce while living in the same house. His ex has just been trying to undermine his, his ability to be a father uh, doing crazy stuff like locking the cabinets and, you know, take, you know, uh, taking the shower head off all this kind of crap, basically wanted the normal, you know, you never get to see your kid except for whenever I say, they finally went into court. The judge basically said, this is a 50, 50 case. If you go to trial, it's going to be 50, 50. You know, if you want to throw money away, fine. And now you're at the point to where the last time you called in, you, uh, you guys had had that conference. I think you might've said that the ex you talked to the ex and she was not having it. And now you finally had this part of it. Okay. So to catch everybody up. So they're like, so they're instead of them, I think that pretty much summarizes it. So what, what happened then when the, when the judge said that, what happened?
1: Um, I mean, it's basically what it is. Like, uh, her, 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 her lawyer was trying, he was flailing around kind of Mm -hmm. trying to say, uh, you know that. You know again that. that uh, you know uh, well. You know he, she's been the primary caregiver, and uh, he hasn't been involved, and she didn't care about that. So he, he was at that point. He was out of gas. He had nothing Nice. It. So it was. It was what it was. She was going to order it, and that's it. And she said, you know, there's no, there's no, um, you know, there's no orders of protection here. There's nothing here. That's it. So, um, you so, know, she also said oh, he doesn't know it, You know. <laughs> No, I'm just yeah, it's, it, you know. I mean, you,
0: know. to to get into to where your your temp your temporary order, you're not even at the permanent order. Your temporary order is what you want the permanent order to be. It's like you 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 won, man. <laughs> oh, she's got to I, be I know. so I mean, angry. I've always heard. I always
1: heard that you know temporary orders have a funny way of becoming permanent. So. It's definitely a, a a good thing. I mean, now's the time where I'm sure she's, she's going to go. She's going to ramp it up. There's going to be some crazy going on. So I got to keep my, you know, keep,
0: So are you going let me ask you efforts. this. Now that you have a temp, temporary order, are you going to, are you now going to try to move out? Are you going to stay, are you going to stay there until it's final?
1: I have to. The judge said they want me out by December 21st. We said, you know, my, that's my good. lawyer said, that's uh, you know, that's a, I know, I know my wife wanted me out of the house. She always wanted me out of the house. So my, my lawyer said, how, how, how long is it going to take you to get out of that? I said, two weeks. He said, All right, I'm going to, I'm going to come three weeks. Um, so by December 21st, I have to be out of the house. That
0: is so awesome. And, dude. Uh, I mean, and, cause you're, you're going to basically, awesome. well, you're going to move out. You're going to, but you're going to have a real order. So you're not going to fall in the trap that most people fall into to where you move out and then the person unilaterally decides that you can't ever see your kids. You have an order, you already have a timeshare. If she starts screwing with it, she's violating a court order and you go back to court and it's just going to make things worse. Man, dude, I am just, you know, I'm glad you called in. Because I want I, I mean, of all the times that you've called in and, and made comments before and been so terrified, and you've had your fucking friends, sorry to say it that way, but, but telling you, oh, call, you know, oh, Matt, well, you used your <laughs> name, so I'll use your name. You know, oh, Matt, you uh, you know, the, the state you're in, it ain't, you ain't, you're not going to get 50 50. No one gets 50 50, and you're living in freaking fear. And boom, you get everything. Mm-hmm. You get to go basically say, look, well, I got 50 50. I guess you guys were wrong. I guess that crazy dude on the internet was right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I just kept uh, it, it, it. what they say to guys and girls is right. You just you, you you stick with it. Don't get scared. Yeah, stick with it. If you want fifty fifty, just keep fighting for it. Don't get scared, and it, and it happens. And it's 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 pretty great. I mean, like that. It's not over yet. There's still more to go, but it's a big it's a big step. And uh, yeah, no, that's great, know, man. Scared, but I'm excited because now, because of course, yeah, when. Our son went to bed and everything last night. She came downstairs and I said, Do you want to talk about it? And she said, I have nothing to say to you. I have nothing to say to you.
0: <laughs> you monster. How it's dare crazy. you take my children away and, from me? I don't know if she said that, but it wouldn't surprise oh yeah, me said, if she did.
1: Oh, well, no, she did a, she did a, my, child, uh, she did a my child this morning. She did oh, of that. course, yeah. Because <laughs> she was talking about, I asked her if she was going to an appointment tonight that she usually goes to. And she said, yes, I'm going and I'm going to be home to put my son to bed. <laughs> she's in a bad mood and she said last night she's like and you know it's only temporary i just ignored her
0: <laughs> oh it's only temporary right yeah, yeah it's just oh fuck them
1: <laughs> sorry i shouldn't even have said that but yeah, she, you
0: know it, whatever dude you won haven't. and you're i'm just glad you're getting out of that damn house so you can finally get your own place and and you can have Time with your kid. If you, if if little, if your little boy wants to make cookies, you can make damn cookies, and you don't have to worry about her freaking saying, "I was going to do that," or, or, you know, I'm going to read him a bedtime story. You That's can't. Right. I'm the mother. You know, I'm the one who's supposed to do that, not <laughs> you. God, you've been you've been going through hell, and now by is the what tw- they do. They're,
1: they're, they're going to yeah. put you. These kind of people are going to put you through hell, so you quit. Yeah, and you didn't quit. Whoever it is, the the narcissist is going to torture you until you you break down and quit. And you were close there a
0: few times, man. That's That's awesome, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, you get a little wavering. But, you know, again, I thank you for your support and what you do and passing on the lessons you learned. Because definitely I took a lot of that to heart and other people in the forums, you know, you got to take those lessons. Because a lot of us don't know people that are going through this, especially with people like our spouses. Like, there's not many... There's not that many people like this. Or,
0: or if you find <laughs> somebody, yeah. Or if you find somebody, they tell you the horror stories, like, "Oh, I went through that and I lost everything, and you know, I was living in my friend's, yeah. you know, back of his truck or whatever." I mean, and you're just listening to it, going, "What the f- hell? What?" And uh, yeah, yep. So hey, iTumblers asked so, a question. It, it, it says, it, "Hey, does Matt have any tips?" Oh, so yeah. w- you have any tips for the people out there listening?
1: Ooh, tips. <laughs> Jeez. Um, tips. Um, you know, just, uh, stay the course. Um, don't make mistakes. Don't be, um, baited into, especially, and, and men are women because, uh, but don't be baited into yelling or reacting yep. or, you know, she locks something. Don't try to break, take the door off the hinges. Just, you got to calm down. You play the long game. Play the long game.
0: Exactly. You know, you're going to have to
1: take a lot of short term stumbles and it feels like you're giving in a lot just think the long game that's that's what you got to, that's what i did just and then you know still doing it and that's the best i can i can come that's up awesome. with on off the fly on the fly is, is, no that's is, good uh, man you know, that kind of stuff all right man and be the best parent you can be, be yeah be the best parent you can be mother and father just be there and be do the best just be the best you can be
0: awesome man all right thanks for calling appreciate it man i, I you know i <laughs> my cheeks are hurting from smiling so much Guys, and if you've, if you've been around for a while on this channel and you, you've heard Matt call him before and you've seen probably the comments in the chat and stuff, but this guy, like most of us, have, has been through a living hell and had all the different ups and downs and has navigated it as, as good as a person can. And that was great advice, what he was talking about at the end. You know, you just have to stay the course. Or like what I always talk about, it's like focus on the war. Yes, you're gonna lose some battles at the beginning, but are those really going to cause you to lose at the end of the day? Because you can win some battles in the beginning, and that can cost you the war. You gotta pick, pick your battles. You gotta like what Will says right here, you gotta play the long game and just keep plugging along. That's great. T solo says, lose your temper, lose your child. Exactly. And that's what they're trying to get you to do. They're trying to take their bony little finger and go boop right in your eye to get you to respond in a way to where you give them the victory don't give it to him don't clutch defeat out of the hands of victory man that was a good story i love that i mean i know we don't always get that i mean we have some some hard days too but it's good to to hear i mean what we had a uh, we got matt and then he, i even think i saw craig in here before he was ta- he called in last week and was talking about his story and uh I think it's important for people to hear it. And I, and I think what's what's nice about, I mean, if you went back and you binged even just the live streams and you were able to like hear some of these people's stories and hear their transitions, I think it gives people hope because the problem is, is that, you know, let's say two years from now you run into Matt and you're like, okay, well, he's got 50-50 and he did it right and he's different than me he doesn't feel the same way as i do and the reality is we all felt the exact same way back in the day i just like me i didn't know i was going to to be able to prevail on this i thought i lost i thought it was a freaking long shot that that i was going to be able to to get 50-50 that i was going to be able to stop the the ex from leaving the state and taking the kids with him with her and, but I just kept fighting and I had so many people telling me just give up. You're not going to win the systems against you. You're in California. I'm in California. You know, you're in California. You're never going to win. You have to be some superhuman person to get 50, 50. And I'll tell you what I've seen over the years. Over the four years of doing this channel, is I've heard more stories of people winning. I don't know if "winning" is the right word, but but getting a better agreement. Let me clarify this: from people who who get on the channel early, and and they're they're using this channel and like the Discord and the support systems of it to help them most of those people, the stories are good. Now, granted, there's been some people who find the channel who have made a ton of mistakes and are trying to dig themselves out of the hole. And even some of them, I've seen some uh, positive progression. I mean, obviously, sometimes it's not, you know, not the successes we would like. And the reality is, is if you, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? If you if you make some if you make some strategic mistakes, strategic for your ex, not for you. It can really set them, things into motion in a really really tough way. There's ways to undo that. It's just really hard, and your opportunity for success is a little bit is a lot less. Merge says, guys, since the since judges use so much discretion. This caller proves that if you go into court feeling fully entitled to 50-50 because anything other than that offends reality, just say so. It's the truth. And I, you know what? And that reminds me. One of the things that, uh, and I didn't say it when the caller was on, when I went to, technically we only went to one hearing. We went to the temporary hearing. Te- temporary orders were set. We went into conference hearings and stuff and everything kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And partly that was because the custody evaluation kept getting delayed. And then finally, in my situation, the exodus, I think, ran out of money. Uh, the custody evaluation came back basically saying 50-50 and no move away, or because it was not a move away. Though they couldn't really say, I don't think legally they can say, oh, well, you know, if you would have moved away, this is what it would be. It was more of like, okay, is this a move away or not? And it's like, no, it's not a move away. Okay. So we're only doing this as a non-move away. Anyways, my point is, is that when I was at that initial hearing, it was the same thing. You know, the ex was, or the ex's attorney was saying, Mr. Mister Dwayne is a scumbag and doesn't care about the kids, only cares about money Is is this horrible emotional abuser and just put these this whole family through two decades of chaos and trauma and my poor little butterfly of a client, Miss X Duane is, uh, you know, only entitled to everything that she could get. And, and, and these children need to be protected. Okay. I'm being a little melodramatic. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me back that up a minute. Basically, they said I was a, I was a scumbag that I only cared about money that, uh, The ex was a primary caregiver, kind of like what what Matt was saying, and that 80-20 every other weekend would be sufficient, would be appropriate, would be an appropriate timeshare. And the judge basically said in open court, I was there for this, said, here's a guy who wants to be in the kid's life, wants to be a father. We need to encourage that. I should have taken that. As a key not he didn't turn around and say 50 50 what he did is says okay well you know you're basically saying that this 40 year old man who who has never been involved with the kids doesn't give a rat's ass about them, you know hasn't hasn't hit a lick around the house okay all right well we won't give him 50 50 because if that's the tr- if that's the case then that's a little much and that could be traumatic for everyone so we'll just ease it in we'll ease it in We'll do a couple of overnights. And uh, I actually pushed initially it was going to be, okay, you have uh, every other extended weekend, right? So it would have been like, like Thursday night into Sunday, no, into Monday morning. So in other words, I would have, because X was like, well, the kids don't go to school from his house. My kids go to school from my house. They just visit him. She did say stuff like that. Anyways, I digress. My point is, is the judge is like, No. Now we'll, we'll give him some extra time. Basically it was like, all right, Mr. Dwayne, if you, uh, you know, it's your opportunity to screw this up. Let's see if you can do it. And, uh, you know, it was irritating to me cause I'm like, what? The- I've been in these kids lives their entire life. Now it's like, well, we don't know. We don't know if you could handle, handle holding the, I mean, and they were what was my youngest six? My oldest was, what, 12? Come on. Anyways. But I was playing the long game. I'm like, all right, I ain't giving up. I'm not giving up until they freaking drag me out and say, you have lost, suh. You're done. Hand over your dad card. You'll never see these kids again because you are a scumbag. And that's not what happened. I'll tell you, there were a few times where I thought that's exactly what was going to happen. And there were so many people around me who were saying, that's exactly what's going to happen. You are going to lose. They are going to take everything from you. They are going to destroy you. They're going to just strip you clean, throw you in the dirt, and then kick more dirt on you. And then you just, then you'll just be at your lowest point. And it's nothing but up from there. It's like, how in the... Some of these people thought they were being positive. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, let me see. I want to I grab this. Uh, where is it? Down here at the bottom. Oh, my gosh. I guess I'm not paying attention to the comments. <laughs> like a lone parent IR says, things... That have are things that have different meanings to me now since DSD. Butterfly, pumpkin, little Susie, little Timmy. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Oh, you guys know me and my stupid little analogies and sayings. I just it's it's it makes me laugh and kind of adds a little. I mean, for the you know, I mean, the reality is this is not an easy topic. And I'm just trying to add some levity into it and perspective and to to help you see that though it might be catastrophic or feel devastating now, it doesn't mean that the pain that you're feeling right now is going to be the rest of your life. And I think going back to the caller, it's a great example of it. I mean, I don't know how many times You know, he would call in in a panic or I'd see, I would see uh, comments and, you know, I mean, the way, the way he was feeling that he would have a better chance of winning the damn lottery than getting 50-50 with his kids. So, and the only thing I'll say is I hope that some people that get to the other side of this do stick around to provide that, uh, you know, even just that extra support in the channel. I mean, I, I understand that at some point, most people are going to get to the, get to the point where it's like, Hey, you know what? I've got my life back. I don't need to listen to this stuff anymore. It's not, uh, I don't, I don't need it. And honestly, that's been my goal, you know? Uh, I, you know, hopefully I, I will say that sometimes I do hope that people that get to the other side of this, when they got their life back, that maybe they'll come back and they'll, when things have turned around, they'll throw some, uh, they'll throw some money in the tin to help buy coffee and keep the lights on. And there's been a few people who've done that, who I've been very grateful for. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where it, it, it's almost like I, I kind of I envision this almost to where it's like many years later when you're sitting on your deck drinking your coffee watching the sunrise or the sunset and you're just thinking back about, you know, man that dude Dwayne helped me out. That I helped you out. That 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 this this was this was a a thing that was there for you in your time of need and helped you get through. Cuz I tell you when I was going through this, I felt so freaking alone. Nobody understood. The people who did underst- understand were so freaking traumatized and still in their own trauma that it was just so hard for them to provide any... any. They provided support, but it wasn't in a way that that made me feel like I had any hope. So... iTumbler says, uh, DSD just checked the statistics for fathers that get primary custodial custodial ship, and it's 20%. As of 2017, this data was released by the Census Bureau in 2020. Well, see, here's part of the problem that I think that happens with this, is most people walk into this nightmare assuming you're going to lose. Now, primary custodial ship, I mean, I don't even have that. So, you know, I mean, I'm a uh, joint custodial parent, and technically, the way they have the ex classified in the system is that she's the custodial parent. God, that used to piss me off. Whenever I got the first paperwork from child, uh, the Department of Child Support Services, and it said, uh, you know, you're the non-custodial parent. I'm like, f that. I'm the. I'm a custodial parent too. Well. Basically it means you're the pay, you know, you you pay so you're the non-custodial and they receive so they're the custodial. And it irritated the crap out of me. But uh but anyways, my point was I try I derailed myself on that. My point is this. You walk into family court expecting to lose. You hear all the crap and all the horror stories that, Oh, the system's rigged against you. There's no way to win. You're going to lose merge. Mentioned it earlier. You walk into court with your tail between your legs with zero confidence. So you, you're extruding no confidence. The judge looks at it and you're just like, you're already expected to lose. So you kind of accept defeat out. You just accept the defeat. and, you set your and then it just sets the snowball effect down. Now, now I get it. I get it. There are people who don't fall into that, right? I mean, are you you start this battle off. You think everything is fine, and then you get a crazy restraining order and the kids are pulled and and it's just like I mean, I've seen stories like that too. And what I'll tell you guys is stay the stay the heck away from that information. If you're on a Facebook group and you're following somebody because there's a few of them that I've seen where it's just like, you know, oh, everything's bad. You know, I got nailed again, but I'm going to continue to fight. I'm going to continue to do whatever, you know. And it's like it's so easy to look at their defeats and try to re- extrapolate out that that's going to happen to you. But then look at the stories. It's like, what did they do? I mean, I've heard one story where a guy's like, "Well, I've lost my kids and and everything's bad." You know, and and, uh, the one suicide attempt that put me in the hospital, they used that against me. Well, what the, of course. Now, does that mean that, you know, you can't overcome it? Yeah, you can overcome it, but now you've just added a whole hell of a lot more hurdles to jump through. You can't, I mean, here's the deal. If my ex did something like that, you could rest assured that I would have 100% said, man, these kids need to stay the hell away from that person and they need to be protected so that something other doesn't happen. Now, granted, some other people might say, okay, you know, all right, let me back off. I'm trying to push this person to the breaking point, but it absolutely can be used against you. You know, I mean, you got to be incredibly careful and understand that your actions do have consequences, but it's like anything in life, right? I mean, if you go into work, which unfortunately I have to do today, uh, and, go to your boss and tell them to go F themselves. Do you think there's going to be a consequence out on the other side of that? Uh, yeah. You know, you're probably going to get fired if not severely reprimanded. But people leave those part of the stories out. You know, oh, I lost my kids. Everything's horrible. Well, what happened? well, I got really angry uh, at a soccer game with the kids and I, and I cornered the ex in the car and, and people said that I was threatening her and, and I got arrested. What? what the, you think that might've played a role in it, <laughs> you know? And I'm not saying this, that if you're somebody who, who that's happened to, let's say you're, th- you know, let's say you're listening to this right now and don't comment on this. I mean, I always want you to, if this is you, just go, Oh crap. Yeah, that's me. So now you got to like, okay, so that happened. Now you have to start working to undo it to, to basically turn around and, uh, demonstrate that, okay, yeah, maybe you were a little angry or you did something wrong, but here's the steps that I'm going to do it. I used to talk about this in my older videos. It's like, if you're in that, that mode, You go to the anger management classes. You get into therapy. You you start working the issues. You want to be able to come in and say, you know what? This experience has been a wake up call for me to improve my life. And these are the things that I've done. I've gone to these courses. Here's my certificate. Here's a report from an affidavit from from, uh, my therapist on how I'm doing. Give them all the information to show that. Things are changing. That you're trying to be a better person. The problem is, is that we get into this mode and it's like, I ain't going to therapy. I don't have a problem. They have a problem. Okay, how does that help you? Uh, Maybe it's right, right? I mean, maybe, maybe you're absolutely correct. But is anyone else going to see that? Yeah, you could be 100% correct. Die on that hill. You know, pick that battle to say, nope, I ain't doing that. I ain't gonna. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to pay to have someone, you know, op- uh, watch me, watch my kids. You can do that. But what does it do? It fits into the narrative that you're that you're the problem. All right. I think maybe the coffee kicked in too much. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see if moderator Debbie put something over on my other screen that I that I forgot to look at. All right. Yeah, I'm, I lost the bubble on, on a lot of that. So, ooh, all, all's well is very true. That's so true, Dwayne. One hundred percent. Always question a person's pity sob story. Absolutely, I do now. I mean, there was a period of time where where I'd be like, "Oh, that's so sad. You've been a you know you have you've been the victim." I actually almost I I really hurt my credibility at work once because there was a young lady when we were in the military, he was like, it ain't fair. I just want to do, I want to do what uh, I was trained to do. I want to be an electronics technician. And all they do is they make me be the secretary and make coffee and, and whatever. And I'm like, oh man, that is so messed up. That's not right. So I orchestrated, I, I went to bat for this person and said, oh, hey, Sergeant so-and-so Airman Fluffy over here. It's just you know really wants to work and wants to prove themselves, but they won't let them. I'm like, all right, cool. I need some help. <laughs> that person was not interested in actually doing any work. That person was interested in being the victim and having everyone feel sorry for them, and was really wanted to do nothing. And uh, I I took a hit on that because you know whenever the person came over and was a piece of garbage. I was like, "Hey, Airman Dwayne, you know, uh, I thought you said this person had their crap together. You vouch for them, and they are not. Guys, be careful who you vouch for. I've been, I've had someone else do that to me, where they they vouch for someone. Oh, this person is great. I hired them, and it was the worst mistake I ever made. Worst mistake." Well, I guess technically, <laughs> I guess technically, I've made worse mistakes. I'll just say it was a painful mistake. John says, uh, or what? Will somebody else that said, uh, uh, Dwayne and uh, Coach Gro- uh, Gregory Adams collab. That's what CGA is. You know what, guys? I, I tell you what, man. If, if you, I I don't know if if uh, if he would even give me the time of day. Um, but if you guys are familiar with it and somehow throw it out there, maybe he would consider it. You know, I mean, I think he's over a hundred thousand people and his videos get tens of thousands of views. You know, my videos get hundreds of views. It's like, Oh, Dwayne posted a little what? Let's see who posted the latest video. How's that doing? Oh, 600 views. Actually, my views are down to be honest. But anyways, I wouldn't be opposed. I wouldn't be opposed to have doing a collab with him or even with a uh, Better Bachelor. Uh, I don't want. I watch more Better Bachelor. Um, I've seen some of uh, CGA, and uh, I I just like the the Better Bachelor guy, Joker. What? How does he say it? He goes, uh, uh, "I'm Joker." This is. Uh, well, I've got a. Uh, uh, let's see a. Uh, voice for radio and a picture for, I I remember whatever it's like, I got a face for, I got a face for radio and a voice for print. (laughs) It's hilarious. It was funny after a while, he, he trained, he tried to change that for a while. Uh, because he, um, uh, he started getting bigger and people are like, man, you're, you're, you're ragging on yourself. You know, don't be saying that. And, uh, and he finally, I think what he finally did is like, ah, screw it. I don't care. You know? And it's just funny, right? I mean, it's it's funny. <laughs> he's actually a decent-looking dude, and he's got a yeah face for radio, face for radio, and voice for print. Yeah. All right. I normally don't 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 push other people's stuff like that. Uh, um, he's more of a men's channel, and he's talking about uh, you know the the bad the bad apples, um, and. But I don't. But he's not a. a I don't consider him a uh, a a woman hater, right? Uh, he just has a different philosophy from his own personal experience that he does to maximize his life. I don't know. Maybe maybe I shouldn't even have gone down that topic. Ah, uh, I tell you guys, if, if there's people that you would like me to to interview. Sometimes it's helpful whenever you, you the audience is, is, is encouraging it for that. Oh, iTumblr says shrink for men. I'm trying to remember which one that one is. Is that? Uh, oh, I, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. Well, I'll have to check. I've seen a couple of his uh, uh, CGA's call-in shows. But the only one who I actually listen to and like I listen through the whole thing is Better Bachelor. So now now my small subscriber list will all will all jump ship. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Let's see. What do we got? Uh, I completely lost my lost my train of thought on that one. Uh, I'm actually going to have to physically go into work today. I have to do face to face meetings with all my people. uh it's uh basically they're they're directing us that we have to actually put eyes on people to try to make sure that we don't see anything that where they're having extra extra trouble or problems with all with everything. So that'll be interesting. So anyways, man. Ear for Men, Paul Elam. Yeah, that's who I was thinking. uh, Oh, Tara. Okay, Shrink for Men. I didn't realize who that was. So I was thinking that was the Ear for Men guy or person show. But yeah, anyways. I actually tried, as Yervand is saying, uh, Dr. Craig Childress. I tried to reach out to him and they wouldn't respond to me. So, um, you know. Part of it is his credibility, I guess. You know, is just getting to where people are like, oh, okay, I know who this guy is and I want to be part of it. All right. On that, thank you so much, guys, for all the support. I really appreciate it. I'm scrolling up the list of channel members right now. I really... Uh, that You guys don't know how much that helps. Even the lower tiers, it just helps keep the lights on and pays for whenever the phone system needs to be refreshed. On that... Have a great rest of your day, and I will be back here tomorrow.